This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Even in this state of pop culture, you know, in this generation, there are still some who may be a bit conservative when it comes to seeing video games as a sophisticated form of art and media. And what would you guys say to that? The truth of the matter is that one of like the coolest things professionally about this guy is how he is all about great music, you know, coming from wherever it's coming from. Um, when we first started Distant Worlds, 2007, you know, there were orchestras and musicians out there that really questioned, should video game music be on the concert stage? Now, years later, there is a greater appreciation and people actually recognize that video games do belong there. They belong. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to... ACMG presents... Talk Talk Time Time Live. Live! This week, Yacht Club Games finally gives us a release date for Shovel Knight Dig. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 brings in superheroes. Sony announces that they will increase prices on the PlayStation 5 consoles, while Nintendo and Xbox remain firm with their prices. And in our final stage, I review SD Gundam Battle Alliance. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start the video game podcast for talk time live i am your host xavier josiah we got a lot of good fun news today in the world of gaming well not all fun there's some interesting things especially if you're outside of the u.s but we'll talk about that in a minute but i'm counting down the very time is like 9 a.m right now here in philadelphia eastern standard time or eastern digital time if you will and I am just counting down to the release of the Switch version of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Star Battle R, which is already released in certain other plat and other platforms. Um, I believe uh, PlayStation is already released out there now. Uh, I decided, of course, I'm always going to go with Switch because I like just playing on my, in the palm of my hands there. So, uh, also on the Xbox uh, is out already too. They all released at 12 uh, midnight uh, this today. And normally we would get this at midnight, but for some reason the switch is getting the short end of the stick. So we're waiting till noontime today before it releases. And actually I'm not going to complain too much because anybody, I think the steam is getting it at 6 PM tonight. I don't know. Look, 
we never know why they do what they do, but there's always a reason for why they do what they do. Sometimes it's for the greater good. Sometimes it's to hide some things that they don't want us to know. You know, some things that will affect their sales or the integrity of their company. Sometimes it happens, but it is coming. Today is the day. This is a repolished version of the original JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, All-Star Battle R. And, uh, and I said Star Battle R too. I did recognize that, by the way. Um, but I've played this game, I think, back when it was on the PlayStation 4, I believe. It was, play it was I think it was PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3, one of them. Uh, but either way, I love this version because this was a 3D... To me, this was a 3D rendition of the old Capcom fighter that they that was once out. And it kind of mimicked the exact st style of gameplay, but it was all in 3D and they added a little, a little few more bells and whistles. This one will have a, you know, a repolished look and feel to it. They kind of rebuilt it from the ground up, from what I understand, and, you know, added some other characters, added some other things to it. So I am eagerly excited, especially for the fact that if you're a Netflix owner, the new season of Stone Ocean is out today. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean starring Jolene. So like they kind of did this right here. They, you know, premiered this game right now. And then also the series is out and I really love the series. I'm, I'm such a fan of the Jolene series. I love the Jolene character and uh, I love the direction that this is going. I also love the theme music for the uh for the series it's so it's it is so rock and so badass and um i i'm looking forward to checking it out i tried to watch it yesterday hoping that this game will release and then i saw on the bandai namco facebook page that they have the release times or the launch times for each one of them so i was like now nah, i'm going to bed <laughs> and just wait getting at least a you know a good amount of hours of sleep before i can get up and do this again so we're waiting on that, and while we're waiting, we can talk about what's going on in the world of gaming right now. And there is quite a bit going on in the world of gaming, some very interesting things going on. It is September now. We are, it's getting to that fall season where we're supposed to be getting a fall, you know, holiday season, where we're gonna be getting some, you know, releases of really awesome games. There was a ton of games that was supposed to come out, as you know, but a lot of them delayed. You know, at least we're getting, you know, knock on wood we're getting gotham knights we are also getting god of war ragnarok so so anticipating that so ready to oh i'm so looking forward to that one i really feel like i need to play replay god of war um one again the first one the, the norse god version I, I should say you know just to you know catch up but that game was so awesome i mean what god of war game is it you know it you know it's funny i had a conversation with somebody on our acmg facebook group because there was there's word or rumor or belief that a lot of the delays that were you know happening some of them you know for for their own reasons but other ones that were like already pretty much going uh ready to relaunch and release or go gold or whatever you want to call it a lot of people say that the reason for them being delayed is in fear of god of war ragnarok and if that's true i mean it i i, I can see why that is um, somebody in our Facebook group thought that that was ridiculous and it does sound ridiculous to an ex extent, but not necessarily when you really think about it, when you really look at it, you're looking at it from, 
you know, it's one game. I I think other people are seeing it like, and, and I told them, we're not privy to the information and, and insight data that, you know, these companies have. So there, if there's a reason why they're moving their games to, you know, another date or whatever like that to not be in, in the way of that, then there's a reason for that. I believe if that is the case, that it could be based on the fact that it's a Sony AAA game that this game is backed by a multi-million dollar, maybe billion dollar company who can afford to promote the hell out of this game. And they damn sure will like if the games that are coming, that are trying to compete with it on a day, like, do you, is this, is, is your game compared to, or, um, you know, God of War Ragnarok is your game just as popular as the God of War series? Will it have the promotional marketing back? you know, power to promote in that same day to try to drive sales over to your part. Like these questions aren't asked, you know, when you think about that, because it's like, it's just one game. No, even if it's an Xbox game, that's still like major, a major deal. Like even if you're on our Xbox it's like, okay, it, this, it still affects everybody because if you're one of those people who own both games and you can't afford to buy both games, that were like an Xbox game and a PlayStation 5 game and nine chances out of 10, you're going to be more hyped for God of War. Uh, cause this is a big follow-up to one of the, you know, uh, one of the games of the year of when it came out. So like, this is a major deal. And again, this is Sony. Sony has the money to, they can put in millions to in, in the marketing and promotion for this game to make sure that it is on every network and make sure that we're reminded to get this game. Not every developer has that power. CIE is a powerful company. It is a very successful company. Sony has been out for decades, generations, if you will. You know, before it was PlayStation, it was stereos and, and record players and, you know, sound systems and stuff like that. And Walkman and CDs. So. <laughs> These guys have been around forever. The PlayStation just adds on to that legacy. They can, they, you know, if I'm a developer, I understand. I'm not, I want to be in a spot where I'm not competing with something that may drive away my sales. That will be foolish. And then not only that, but it will shadow over your sales. So if you're trying to, you know, you know, be seen, but you got this huge Titan of a game that's overshadowing you. Nobody's going to really think about your game because they're all talking about that. It's the same thing that happened with Elden Rings. It's the same thing that happened with, you know, a lot of games that came out, you know, these games are going to consume. I don't blame games like Forsaken or, or, you know, all these other games to you just move and push their side because they want that time. I will tell you this timing is everything. It's just like, I, and I gave this example. If you go and look back, we're going to go to movies. If I'm correct, Batman versus Superman was scheduled at one point to come out the same day. They were going to compete with Marvel Studios, Captain America, Civil War. And when they found out that this movie was going to debut Black Panther and Spider-Man, they immediately moved away from that. There was because they knew they weren't going to be able to 
one thing to have Black Panther. It's that's that's a huge deal. But didn't you add the debut of a character that people have been dying to see next in the in the MCU? Especially in talking about Sony because it was a agreement with Sony due to some controversy from Amy Pascal, if I'm correct, that allowed them to get this opportunity. Batman versus Superman immediately moved. They knew that this movie was not going to be able to get, you know, any, it was going to be shadow overshadowed by this and they moved it. And that's saying a lot because that's Batman and Superman. <laughs> it, 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 timing is a great thing. Timing is a wonderful thing. Shout out to um, my, uh, my friend Kyle Hebert. You know, he's just on a show. Plays Gohan. Dragon Ball Super hit number one in the box office, beating out Idris Elba's Beast, beating out Bullet Train, even though that was already out. But I think it was, I think timing was key because there was nothing else out that was competing with that. Now, granted, the movie was awesome and it deserves all the money and accolades that is game. But by God, if a Marvel Studios film came out the same day, then we'd be talking a different thing. And they, whoever made the time for this was brilliant, you know? And they didn't know they were gonna beat Beast, but I knew they felt that it was a good time. There wasn't too much competition out there. Release dates are a major strategy point in this. So I get it. I absolutely get it. Uh, when it comes to this and sometimes it happens, man. Like you, you gotta, you gotta pick your battles. <laughs> you gotta pick your battles here, but let's talk about something else real quick. Let's talk about, um, Bandai Namco that just announced last night. They announced, uh, a, like they, they actually announced two new DLC packs coming to uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse two. This is ever going <laughs> this series. This is. This has got to be one of the longest, you know, ongoing games out there. Like even Street Fighter is about to tie it down. We have seen no signs of Xenoverse 3 yet. This thing is still running hard. I think this has been out. I, I swear to it's been out since PlayStation 4 and the originals uh Switch. And now it's still going there. They, they're not going backing down from this. Um, this pack will celebrate the late, their latest hit. I just mentioned Dragon Ball Super Superhero and will include Gamma 2 as the first character release. And I knew this was coming. It, it was just a no brainer. Um, I, I said it before It's like if they didn't, if they're not they're, they're they got to they got to promote this on the, the video games. Um, you know, be, don't be surprised if we see this in Dragon Ball Fighters either, especially, you know, the new Gohan and new Piccolo as well. Like, uh, they already, if they're mentioning that Gamma 2 is going to be the first and the trailer also hinted that Gamma 1 will be coming as well. You got to believe that orange Piccolo and Gohan beast mode and beast mode will more than likely be coming. So this is awesome. And they did have some slots that they didn't mention. Yeah, and then there's another DLC pack that's coming too to be um, announced or to be determined, as it said. So this is awesome. Uh, no actual release date as to when this will come, but they said it will drop around the fall season. So it's very close. They set this up to you know happen a long time ago. So this has been well prepped. I'm looking forward to it. I I just love the fact that they're still adding on, that there's still other you know there's a lot of story. I give them credit. There's a lot of story mode. I'm not particularly 
into the online aspect of Xenoverse, but they got something for everybody in that game, and I love it. The, um, the idea that you can, you know, play multiple different story modes in the game, it's it. The replay value is so great. So I, it's uh, at this point, I used to be surprised when I would see Facebook groups dedicated to Xenoverse and how many people are dedicated. There are people that are still playing Xenoverse. I don't like. I can't speak for myself because I'm a whole different type of person when it comes to these games and I play a lot of them and but I just it's it just amazed that people are still dedicated to that one game and you know that that speaks volumes I mean we talk about this all the time about like how people are always so into the new but here you got this little subcultural uh group of people that are you know keep it you know enjoying the the game that they have i'm not mad at that so it's really awesome and they keep looking out for their fan base so cheers to them and i'm looking forward to that when that comes so we will see you know what else i'm looking forward to shovel knight dig we finally get a release date for this thing and yes it is coming out this month i cannot wait i've talked to you know david d'angelo way back about this game when we when um, we were talking about Cyber Shadow when he was on the show. And if you um, haven't checked out that interview, go to talktumlive.com and I get a chance to talk to uh, Yacht Club Games. Uh, so, you know, remember uh, David D'Angelo? He was all a part of the Shovel Knight, you know, uh, series. And I believe he's probably going to be a part of this one as well. So I'm looking forward to this because when I first saw this game, this game just looks so awesome and i like the shovel knight series i got a few of them myself i got the amiibo over there too in my office here i'm looking right at it but that shovel knight shovel knight dig was a definite step up on everything that they already did first of all the whole look and feel of the game is in 16-bit mode it looks like a super nes title and i thought that was like a major deal because all of the shovel knight games looked like um you know 8-bit games from the nes era which was fine and cool and they you know they highly improved on a pixel rate and a, and a frame rate and such like that which is awesome so that you know it was a, it's always been a fun series and all the variations and versions that they had but now this is their major deal and it was this was supposed to come out quite quite a while ago and it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed which means they put a lot of work into this and it's finally coming I'm excited about this and it's coming September 23rd. I couldn't be more happy about this. Uh, this is Yacht Club Games most ambitious take on the indie series. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it does take shades from games like Steam World Dig, which Steam World Dig is one of my favorite indie games. Bar none. Love the first one. Love the second one. I was looking. Hopefully there will be a third one. They they had some spinoffs to that series, but you know, that game was, it, it, it took a, it took a really interesting concept from like games like Dick Dug, but also provided the 2d side scrolling type of adventure with it. This is steam world. Dig is kind of paying homage to that type of, um, gameplay style by doing it their own, you know, their version of it, but adding so much awesome, you know, a an awesome presentation to it. So the announcement came in the form of a hilarious kind of G4 style promo trailer involving a guy laying on a couch 
uh, board and the appearance of a guy dressed in Shovel Knight cosplay. The gameplay footage looks tremendous on air. This will arrive on Nintendo Switch, Apple Arcade, and Steam at the moment. I'm pretty sure it will go on to the Xbox um, and the PlayStation soon after, but I'm I'm happy for it. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I can get her some word from uh, David D'Angelo again on this. And uh, man, I can't wait. So I just really can't wait for this. Uh, if you're a person who lives outside of the US, I know you're not waiting for this. Sony decides to increase the price of the PlayStation 5 consoles in multiple non-US regions. According to the blog post from Sony Interactive Entertainment, the decision was based on a high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. The company claims that it is a difficult decision to make. The increase will affect regions in Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia Pacific, Latin America, and Canada. Prices are as followed. Europe, it will now be $549.99, ouch. Uh, the digital version will be $449.99. See, this is why, regardless, this is why I go digital. I just talked to my neighbor uh, just recently, and he's in our ACMG Facebook group too, but he, uh, he just thought about finally going digital because I think he started realizing that he's creating clutter. All of the physical copies and all the stuff is like, it's, it's a waste that he wasn't sure. I've been doing digital for well over a decade. I have never gone back. There's so many positives to digital. Um, I've already talked about this before. There's so many more pros than cons in digital. And it's, it's just a really safe bet there. You know, maybe not exact. I mean, both subscription base or you know just buying the you know the storage space and file space and on your own to me it's just so much better in that way uh uk for it'll be 479.99 dollars 99 uh which you can also for the digital version 389.99 dollars 99 japan effective september 15th will be 60,478 yen. Uh, I am interested in knowing how much that is. I'm going to, should have looked this up a long time ago. Uh, let's see. In US dollars. That is. going to tell me or what? No, no, no. Ah, can't find a good dependable. Y'all just tell me in USD. Let's see. Trying to find something that will tell me. Ah, stupid. I can't call it because I'm not, I don't have a computer. I usually I usually have, uh, I usually depend on the devices to tell me this, but give me one sec. Alexa, what is 60,470 yen in US dollars? Well, there you have it. The one time I will ever let Alexa get on this show. So 
<laughs> Thank you, Alexa. The PlayStation 5 Digital Edition will be 49,478 yen. You just figure it out. I'm not going to ask Alexa again to do that. <laughs> China is going to be 4,299 yen. Um, digital version, 3,499 yen. Australia is going to be seven. Jesus Christ. Crikey. <laughs> seven hundred ninety nine dollars ninety five cent digital version six hundred forty nine dollars ninety five cent mexico fourteen okay i don't as fourteen thousand ninety nine hundred ninety nine uh mexican mxn uh twelve thousand four hundred ninety nine for the digital version and canada six hundred forty nine dollars ninety nine cent um the digital version 519.99 you know what's funny for the first time we got it better in a sense that like i used to go and buy imports from all these other places and now well actually it was always more expensive but jesus this is expensive this is extremely expensive wow it, wow um you know, especially Canada, I can, I can you know, say for that, maybe Mexico. Maybe it's just best to try to get it imported here. You might you might get a little bit less, but um, the shipping costs and all the stuff may play a factor there, too. Jeez. Uh, uh, hopefully the games don't go up either, because that would be murder. Um, financial murder, I would say that right there. That's too that is stiff. That is really stiff. Now, while Sony is increasing its consoles prices, Nintendo and Microsoft are standing firm in their decision to not increase prices and their sales either. So I don't, this is gonna be interesting to see who's right in this situation. Is Sony actually gonna be able to work on this? Because I mean, you say that's expensive, but when you start pricing your stuff that high from a marketing standpoint, then people will look at it as this is a high quality item that is worth the money. And you got to value yourself in the way that you feel that you are. You know, me owning a PlayStation 5 for quite some time, it, it, you know, it's hard to deny that it is a worthy console to work in. It's not albeit perfect, but in terms of like loading time and you know, processing power and all the stuff. It is a really good system. I haven't gone back to play my PlayStation four in quite a bit. <laughs> okay. But this is wild. Um, you know, this is, this is like, you know, if people are going to pay for those, for anything that Kanye actually produces, I'm pretty sure they're going to buy this because if you're buying that pretentious crap, then I'm pretty sure you're going to, you're going to put in money for this. This, I would say, is is a better investment. Like, I'm not paying for anything that looks like it's coming out of a trash bag. Okay? Regardless. Or shoes that look like boats. No. To me, this is a worthy process. You know, you're getting your money's worth from this. Truly. So, not something, not a piece of clothing that I look like I get at a bargain bin. <laughs> and I'm paying a overpriced for it. You know? Uh, God, I can't. I can't take people sometimes with that one. <laughs> that I believe is all of the news I have right now on this segment. So we're going to take a break, come back, 
and I will review SD Gundam Battle Alliance on the Nintendo Switch. And you know, for all these Gundam fans out there, especially on the Nintendo Switch, I'll let you know if this is a worthy, worthy, you know, game to pilot. So we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live reached the final stage of this program and i am here to review sd gundam battle alliance which is available on all major gaming platforms right now especially the nintendo switch why is that so special is because this is the very first gundam game at least from a u.s release uh there has been gundam games in japan or gundam based games in japan uh that has never hit u.s soil and if you can if you need to or want to play these games you got to have a japan account you you know nintendo switch is region free as you guys know if you listen to the show before i have reviewed games that are strictly for japan and this is the first one to ever really officially hit u.s soil so the question is is it worth your time is it worth piloting a gundam on this platform in all the platforms to be honest I would say as a fan of some of the Gundam series, I haven't really been a fan of all of them. And the great part about the Gundam series is that there is a Gundam series that is fit for everyone. Mine in particular is, you know, Mobile Fighter G Gundam and Gun uh, Gundam Wing. And I love both of those. And yes, those characters are in there. Virtually almost every major character from the Gundam series is in this game. And I, I think it's an enjoyable mech like game. Now I've played many other mech games before this. How does this compare to the other games that are out, you know, both in the US and Japan, you know, some of my favorite mech games out there, like hardcore mecha, which was a huge surprise to me as to how really awesome that game is. And, you know, we also got Megaton Musashi in Japan, which I actually had a chance to play in too, which I consider one of the damnedest mech games I've ever enjoyed playing. And here we have, you know, kind of the the, the, the originators, the Mount Rushmore of mech, uh, of mech animes in here. You know, the anime that a lot of other animes try to mimic here. 
And I tell you what, this was not the deepest mech game I've ever played or anime based mech game that I've ever played, but definitely this was lighthearted and fun, easy to pick up, easy to get into, and just a really lot of fun. Even if you aren't a fan of the story mode, if you will, this game is just a load of fun. And you know, what's funny. The, the game really takes shades of it, it, it kind of reminds you a lot of Dragon Ball Xenoverse in a sense because here you have you're kind of the captain of this you know this unit basically the story takes place in what is called the G universe which is a world where Gundam canon you know is it's like there's a lot of twists and turns in the history of the Gundam series and somehow some way the world the world's history in the Gundam universe is getting distorted and you lead a squadron to help try to correct all of the the distortion of history throughout the Gundam universe and different you know Gundam series so that's pretty much a fate and it's well I get the the simplicity of the storyline it's not the most immersed and engaging story out there like you'll find yourself just for me especially because it's a subtitle too and it's in japanese you know dialogue it's i find it hard to really get into the game because you gotta read the text while playing the game so if you're no matter if you're a subtitle fan or not you gotta think that it's really kind of hard to really pay attention to the dialogue while still fighting at the same time this is one of the games that could have been really good if they had the english actors voice their roles in this you know because there are english versions of this game but bandai namco really likes to budget when it comes to this they don't like to put in money for voice talent on all the all of their games and it really shows if your game is not naruto if it is not um if it's not naruto or um dragon ball you are barely going or my hero academia i should say my hero academia is like one of the first like new games to get voice roles if you're not any of those games and i think one one punch man also got it too and if you're not any of those games you you'll find it hard to get english dub for a lot of these games a lot of the anime games that bandai namco make this is one of them i think this would have helped it greatly if they had the english voices in here because then we could follow the story because much like much like um what was it uh azure fighter uh azure striker gun vault 3 which was cool about that is that they they had english dub there and then he had story plus which you know you can listen to the dialogue as you're going along fighting in the story mode because they had it in english dub it made it easier to get into the series here they did the same thing but they didn't put in the english dub voices so instead in this place they got you reading have subtitle in the gameplay which is distracting and it's hard for you to understand what's going on in the story if you gotta read that and then they're talking like a mile a minute and it's like just going there so it's like you really don't get a just of the game so your biggest focus is just playing the game itself luckily for them 
Luckily for the developers of Art Dank Corporation, they managed to make a solid, fun, simplistic game to play here. Um, the game is an action RPG, so you get to do a lot of combos. If you play like the Dynasty Warrior style game, it's kind of on that kick, but it's just the super deformed version. There's, some, you know, just a simple attack button, a heavy attack button, a ability to dodge and such like that there's you know shoulder buttons that allow you to pull off different you know firepower you know controls or different action moves and whatnot the cool part is that there's a handicap to it because you can't keep using those same moves they gotta they overheat and you gotta regenerate those moves which creates a bit of a strategy and it in, in within the gameplay so if you run out you gotta evade until you know you get the opportunity and if you're if you're not as highly powerful and leveled up as you should be during some of these stages then you really got to strategize to make sure that you're not just going in gung-ho because you will get wiped out immediately the cool part about that is if you do get eventually get wiped out your ai characters because there's a team of three in your squadron and you can pick and choose between your combination of any gundam that you want through any of the universes that they have and you level those guys up too so that element kind of reminds me of marvel you know avengers in this in a sense and if you get wiped out the ai comes to try to save you the ai is not always there because they you know they got to get past the enemy too but their objective plainly is to make sure to revive you when you get the chance and you also have the ability to re-energize yourself too because depending on what gundam you have and what parts that you add on to your gundam so there is a customizable type of rpg element to this as well it's not again not really as deep like megaton musashi whereas like you're changing parts and everything and you know looking making you know a different mech out of your original mech which is a one of the most deepest customizations i've seen in the mech game so far um i was second that with hardcore mecha as well they do pretty good with their customizations too this one is not that deep but you add on attachments or whatever to you know power up your gundam make it a little bit more faster make them a little more stronger if you will a little more healthier in terms of hp gauge and whatnot so that's cool the other thing is um you know i do you know the ai is pretty good i really you know appreciate that the ai is not just there they really do put in an effort but sometimes if you're fighting a huge boss and the boss is targeting you they will try to take you out and if they take you out where they're trying to bring you revive you then it's going to be harder so always make sure that you're leveled up with this with your characters in the meantime there's also great uh scenes that from your favorite gundams in here so you get to relive gundam history in this game as well i was really excited when i saw you know g gundam play out in um some of the you know the master gundam 2 you know was in there and um domon kashu which is one of my favorite characters in the game shows up you got uh hito yui from the gun uh, wing gundam series and zex marquise is in here now the game has a lot of different Gundam models in here and the pilots in there. But if you get the season pass, there's more coming. So I'm excited to see what's gonna come there. What I also think this does is allow me to, it, it really creates an interest for me to want to play 
or, or actually not even play but watch more gundam series now because there's a lot of them out there and each one of them is different than last so there's a lot of other multiplayer options in this game as well um there is the ability to replay these games and you the replay value kicks in when you have to level up each gundam so even if you finish with one set of three gundams that you leveled up to a certain point you can start all over with a whole new gundam and each gundam has a different fighting style some of them are all arounders some of them are uh sharpshooters or some of them are you know uh end fighters which is like you just close up you know yeah like i, I would say g um domon kashu's fighter is a great example is because he's a gundam fighter so he's more in fighter he's gonna try to rush in and his attacks are very strong so he you know whereas hito yui is a sharpshooter he, he's strong on all the grounds but he he has more firepower than that part um i believe the gundam seed fighters you know gundams are more all-arounders in air so that was my strategy for that but again there's so many different you know gundams to, for you to choose from in a replay and once you finish the game you can replay those scenes again you can replay those um those stages there are also other uh stages called break stages and chaos stages as well and you want to play those because they allow you to level up even faster and it allows you to unlock other gundams so the more times you play through these these matches and these uh stages i should say it allows you and you're collecting different parts and everything your those parts will eventually help you uh unlock other gundams that you can play you could also use those parts and sell those parts to pretty much level up your gundam that you have but i would suggest using them keep replaying these games these modes to unlock all the gundams that you and get the blueprints and everything that for these gundams to be unlocked eventually so i think in terms of the replay value they do a good job balancing that out making it uh doesn't it doesn't feel tedious at all it, you want to play each gundam because each gundam has something to offer and they got also like once your meter is up to a certain point you can you know unlock these and, and unleash like a really powerful attack and you can also control your other two ai gundams to also unleash their powerful attack as well so there is a really there's some really nice tone and feel to this game it may not be the deepest fighter i mean not fighter but it may not be the deepest action rpg i've ever played in terms of a game you know rpg uh, action rpg based on a anime mech type of mecha type of game but it's really fun if you're like a gundam fan and i love the sd gundam style i've always liked that i actually own two sd gundam figures in my shelf right now that are actually in the game so i thought that was dope <laughs> but if you're a fan of this if you're a fan of gundam period and i know there's some people are shout out to my man um jason out there you're gonna you're gonna appreciate this game you're gonna enjoy this game i really enjoyed it it may not be the best like if you will i would say the best mech games right now that you can play whether it be us or japan i think right now megaton musashi may be one of the best um anime based mecha games out there because it, it provides just so much even furthermore for it to be a japanese import it is very easy to you know understand what you're doing in the game uh in there and i thought that was pretty awesome as well i would say hardcore mecha would be the second 
best mecha based game and i think i could give i can easily give this a third here um this is just a light-hearted fun game and i think this is solid enough to give it the grade that i'm going to give it i enjoyed it so much that i do hope eventually they come out with another gundam game down the line that we start getting more and i think if i give a, if i have one gripe about this game it's the movement speed and i get it they're trying to assimilate the idea that you're controlling a big awesome uh, robot you know that you're controlling or a suit mobile suit that you're trying to control but man it does get slower sometimes especially when you're in the outer space stages because they really want you to implement that type of situation but it's not a deal breaker but i get what they're doing i just would have loved it if it was just a little bit a little more fast pace um in these in these uh in, uh incidences but other than that very solid game in my opinion uh this is probably strictly for the hardcore gundam fans i don't expect everybody to get down with this game but if you are i think this is a good game for you but uh got away check it out even worth i think it's worth even getting to the season pass in this case so if i'm going to give this a grade based on everything i said it will be a solid b like i said not the best mecha game in here but a very solid you know start to hopefully more gundam games to come so it's available now on all major platforms playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one pc echoes aka steam nintendo switch xbox series x and s so go out of your way check it out there folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as you do every episode if you're new to the show thank you welcome hope you enjoy please spread the word of our show to uh everybody you can who enjoys our favorite fandoms this week there will be no show there will be no prime show this week um there's a lot going on labor uh, what is it labor day holiday screw it i'm a wrestling fan aew all out is on sunday that's all that's my super bowl okay um plus i'm gonna be hanging uh um gonna be out with my wife throughout the weekend so we're just gonna do our thing but when i get back next week I'm going to review TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cowabunga Collection. I've also played that. You're going to want to listen to it. If you're wondering how that game is, from my perspective, you're going to hear it here. This next Sunday after that, uh, Disney Day is coming. So the return of, um, you know, not the return, the debut of Thor, Love and Thunder, will be on Disney Plus so you guys can watch that. But I'm more interested because I already saw and reviewed Love, Love and Thunder which is, I think, is a really fun, awesome uh, movie. Pinocchio is coming. I think I'm going to review that. Tom Hanks is uh, starring in that as Geppetto. Um, It looks really awesome. I can't wait to see this. This is the live action version of Pinocchio. And we're going to talk about a lot of news going on there. Maybe I'll talk about that damn Winnie the Pooh loving honey that I'm a little bit creeped out right now. But I'm sure there's going to be more news to talk about next week. I will say this. I can't wait for New York Comic Con to come because Jim Lee's coming back and I already got my ticket ready to see that dude in person. Finally getting a picture with that dude. One of the greatest of all time. So looking forward to that and much more coming down. So if you like this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live, and by the way, I should add on, I want to thank our previous guest. uh, That is Arnie and Eric Roth. 
of AWR Music. They were on the show to talk all things Final Fantasy um, and their new, their latest concert, A New World, the uh, intimate music from Final Fantasy, which is going to be here at the Irvine Auditorium on September 16th here in Philadelphia at University of Penn campus. So if you're in the Philadelphia area, if you listen to this now, go out of your way, check it out. Also check out our interview, give you an idea what that's going to be uh, about and more from these guys. Arnie is a Grammy award winning conductor. Eric is also a very established conductor. Um, you know, pop, uh, you know, pop and son, you know, crew. This is awesome. They were great on the show. They, you know, just check it out. It's available now on audio and video. And if you're in the area or you can check out their, <laughs> you can check out their website and uh, find out where they're going to play because they're going to be everywhere. They're going in around the country and around the world with this tour too. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. So folks, thank you again. Uh, check us out on talktimelive.com for all your audio and video episodes, any blog entries that I have and much, much more. So you can also check out our, you can subscribe and download, I should say, on where pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And if you're on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. You can find me there too and you can listen to the show there as well. So, Folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care and have a great weekend, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.